If you are justice, please do not lie. What is the price for your blind eye? Underneath the bridge. Fuck it, let's get up. Let's get up on it. Yeah. Um, all right, everybody, welcome in to the podcast for Ben and Bob. We are here to pod about the Batman. Uh, you're listening to the Analysis. Big, uh, big weekend, past weekend, Bob. We had uh, another superhero release, $150 million at the box office, uh, doing good numbers. Uh, what did you think of the Batman? I'm fighting in the rain. I'm fighting in the rain. A lot of rain in this movie, Hayes. Bunch of people in capes punching oh, each punching other in the rain. again. What is the point of the cape? What do you think? The, what does the cape do well, in superheroes? He kind of did the flying squirrel in this one. Yeah. When he's running out of that, the nightclub. That, that was the, like, the, like all, excuse me, when he's running out of the police precinct. Yeah, because like that was like a separate thing he was able to uh, employ. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I guess I'm just me, but then he's dragged by the cape and tossed over the the guardrail. The and cape thinking, is like, more of a hindrance right now than it is yeah. a benefit. It's almost <laughs> like when a running back in the NFL has dreadlocks and people like yeah. hang on the. It's like I if I was a running if I was a consistent ball carrier in the NFL, I would cut the dreadlocks off or any yeah, sort of. You're allowed hair. to pull on them. You're it's like yeah, part, it's of, part the... of the jersey. Yeah, they're just superheroes in general, the capes. It's I, I just don't know what it gives you. Anyway, um, <laughs> Robert Panson, uh, dark, brooding, emo Batman. Uh, gritty, wet, gritty. Uh, a Matt Reeves Batman. I, I, I thought this movie looked cool, as promised by the trailer. Um, and I was kind of into it. It's three hours. It didn't really feel three hours. Um, I kind of like this, though. I, I like that it was it got, like the world of Gotham was was all you really got it was like this 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 set piece this uh um dollhouse kind of thing where nothing exists outside of that world right mm-hmm. you think about the christopher nolan movies you know nothing touches dark knight but but that was like a worldly film like they're going to tokyo there's like you know th- there's there's gotham is just a city that exists in modern day whereas in the batman like in the comics you nothing exists outside yeah. the city walls and it's much more, you know, the, the seedy underbelly of this this world, I think, is explored better. Um, I kind of liked how they set that up. I think the Batman aesthetic, or at least as it's evolved through time, and, and Barry and I talked pretty much, uh, deeply about this in, in a previous episode just on Batman in general, but I think it always lends itself really well to being super expensive art house movies. Like these move, like the way this is very different than Marvel. Like it's crafted very artistically, and the the themes and it talks a lot about crime and corruption. And I I really liked the seven slash zodiac killer element and the detective angle that this movie went on and i really like the twist at the end where you find out that the batman by solving these clues was actually aiding the riddler and in in his efforts he was all part of this plan i thought that was really done well yeah he was uh completely being manipulated uh and, and almost like a co-star in, in, you know, bringing this into the light, um, yeah. as it says. And um, 
Yeah, I, I, I kind of liked... I mean, I was a huge fan of the comics. You know, I just loved, like, the, the red aesthetic. It kind of had, like, a Batman Beyond sort of feel to it. Um, I, I think they kind of blew their shot with the trailer. Like, every cool shot was... was I remembered from the trailer mm-hmm. all like like the upside down angle of him, you know, smashing the Batmobile into the, the penguin and the flames and just yeah, a lot of a lot of rain soaked uh, imagery. Uh, but I, I thought it was cool and uh, effective. Um, speaking of the penguin, Colin Farrell killed was, it. Yeah, amazing. I, I think you I know, thought they did all the villains part. really well. I think, and yeah. that's Batman, right? Batman is villains. And I think that they all did it really well, but just the performance and the way he was able to make the makeup work for him and the voice, yeah. the voice is even more impressive than the look of the character. Like, it is totally unrecognizable. He totally disappears. Yeah, it's it's amazing that you're like, we want, all right, we got to do the Penguin. Let's get Colin Farrell. Why? But the, it's like it's like Heath Ledger. Everyone's like, "Hey, what are you serious? The Knight's Tale guy?" Mm-hmm. And but yeah, Batman's all about the villains. They have the coolest villains of all all, the, all these comic books. And such a huge stable of them they can pull from. And it feels like they're all going to be used again. Like it feels like a lot mm-hmm. of these characters are. There, there's not like any deaths or there's a jailing, but that that could easily. Uh, break wide open in subsequent movies but it's i think it's when you, when you break it down first of all the riddler like they did a lot with the riddler and the batman and the similarities and it really plays with the fine line between vigilante and criminal and that like mm-hmm. like the the riddler is inspired by batman right it's like the he sees the release that batman's able to have and and it's this this vengeful release when he puts on the the mask and he's able to beat the shit out of people and it's it's like this this therapy almost for him and the riddler just takes that to another level but you see all these different ways that they are similar like they both are orphans they both wear masks they both grew up on the Wayne Manor just one grew up in the the light and the other one grew up in the dark but they they're, they're actually very similar in a lot of different ways and and that that turn at the end that when he unmasks that riddler goon and the guy says i am vengeance yeah it, he's like oh shit he's like oh shit like leading and trying to enact change through fear is only inspiring some of these Orc. these these under the underbellies for people to let their freak flag fly actually i need to be the light like i need to lead through through a different purpose besides just fear and anger yeah it's like that um martin luther king quote right it's like hate cannot drive out hate only light can do that oh my goodness good for you (laughs) um no yeah because like the beginning of the movie is like i i strike fear you know uh, i am vengeance and then it's like Oh my god, I've been, I've been hoisted by my own petard. Hoisted by my own petard. <laughs> is it? I often do. Yeah, it is, it's so... Because they don't even call him the Batman in this movie. Like, they, I think they call no. him... The only time Batman is said vengeance. is... Yeah, they, like, she kicks the, the cop off the roof. She says, go get him, Vengeance. So they he's be constantly being labeled and uh, himself or other people are calling him Vengeance. I think the Penguin just calls him Mr. Vengeance, right? Something like that, yeah. Everyone's calling him vengeance the whole time. I maybe because this is like early days of Batman, right? You know, it's uh, there, there's almost no attempt at, at a Bruce Wayne. You know, this this playboy, um, uh, hobnobbing, you know, a wealthy benefactor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's there's he's no just kind gala of gala ball. Like he's definitely a recluse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you know he's he's just uh, a 
uh, uh, nocturnal animal. Um, Which is basically he's a vampire cut to all the jokes about Twilight. Like the first, the first voiceover which i don't think the voiceover worked super well i think that's like one of the criticisms i have of the movie the other one is just not really knowing what was happening in the car chase set but i think the when when he opens up and he's like i'm nocturnal i live in the darkness i'm i'm never awake i'm, I'm like oh you're a, you're a vampire okay well we've already done <laughs> yeah, yeah we've already done it. uh <laughs> vampire batman um i um no, I just I so I think I I liked a lot of the noir elements, which is I think where the voiceover comes from. I think it's like Humphrey Bogart, Matisse Falcon meets Seven, like you said. It's, it's very uh, Zodiac Killer, because even another similarity between the Riddler and Batman, they both journal, uh-huh. right? Because the voiceover is him basically reflecting <laughs> and journaling, and the Riddler yeah. has all those the Seven journal, like all those journals and like the the maniacal scribblings and stuff. It's like oh, they're both they're both doing that as well. Yeah, avid journaler. Uh, Christian Bale had uh, every single person's cell phone connected in the web network, and uh, and Robert Pattinson's got a journal. He's got a journal. (laughs) But Robert Pattinson did have the contacts, which allowed him to go back and do all the detective work. What did you think of that choice? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's there's almost no tech uh, in the movie. It's it's very gritty. It's just like... uh, boots on the ground, fists in the face uh, style of detective work. But I, I actually enjoyed that element of, I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't really have a problem with the contacts, uh, but him sort of like, oh, no, no, go, go back to the guy. Wait, what did he say? <laughs> I can't say like, like that was a little silly of, of him kind of directing it like that. You know what I mean? It was like when Cartman was on the microphone trying to tell Jimmy what to say on his date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With Nut Cobbler. <laughs> Wow, how very interesting. Okay, okay. Tell me more. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, all right, all right. Uh, what, 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 when, he, when he's done talking, say, uh, oh, I never thought about it that way, but you're right. <laughs> so, But there is a unique, when, when you, to go back to what you were saying about the origin story, this is a unique origin story in that we don't need to see the pearls. We don't need to see him cross-training with Ra's al Ghul, right? Like, it's, it's more of an origin story of the mindset, right? It's, it's yeah. more of, like... How am I going to approach my role as Batman and what Batman means to the city? It's the origin of, and from now on, now he has like a, a clear motive. I I would really love to read some of those journal entries. Like, okay, so like I came down on these guys and I kicked this one guy's ass, and then so that guy came up to me and like I punched him, and then this guy like ran up to me and like yeah, <laughs> definitely maybe work on my scissor kick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was really cool. Yeah, that was totally super cool. cute. <laughs> it's like a, like a, like a Cartman. You know, it'd be pretty Cartman cool. Is, um... You know, it'd be pretty cool if if my bat came off my chest and I could use it as a boomerang. Yeah, it's super cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like the coon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the city. I'm the I'm the I'm the Avengers the city needs. Yeah. Um. What what again? The detective stuff though, because I can't. You know this this character was created what post World War Two in the in the early fifties or late forties and it it was a detective it was like a this uh, a, a noir caper thing yeah um, I kind of like that they brought that element back and it's it's not super action packed but it's it's yeah like you said like that like a zodiac mental uncovering ciphers and codes and well those people are like real that. I think it it grounds in in the, like. 
of all the superheroes, Batman grounds itself in the most reality, even to the point where this one gets super tactical with him applying the eye black. Like, that's never been done before, where it's like, it references when he has to either go to a place, he breaks into that club three different times, right? First one, he shows up as Batman, and they're like, I don't give a fuck who you are, and he has to fight his way in. The second one, he has to go in as Bruce Wayne. He shows up and, like, walks around as yeah. Bruce Wayne. Like, oh, shit, yeah, come in. And then the third one, he just straight up, like, sneaks in, but he's got to have the eye black on, right? Because it's like, I'm eventually going to change into Batman in the backpack. But it's like, it was that, right. like it like really it gets super into the realism. In terms of being a grounded movie, uh, like, you think about uh, the Christopher Nolan Batmans were, were grounded. This is, like, bolted to the ground yeah. uh, but the, there's real zodiac killers like there's people that actually would write notes and fuck with the police like that's an actual yeah. like that's not super far facts like i i think there's i think the riddler feels sadly real in different ways oh yeah it's like a QAnon uh yeah. thing, right and that's like you a, know, these maniacs like the january 6 sort of a group that shows up and just starts sniping people down yeah it's like not and that's that's why it's <laughs> fucking scary but it's i think um i i think the batman detective element and the the genius of his detective capabilities hasn't really been discussed a ton or, or featured a ton in some of the other iterations and this one like you watch him walking that crime scene and all of a sudden the the shitty detectives are picking up on like oh okay i should probably take a picture of this or oh here's the murder weapon or all these different pieces where he, he finds out about the the carpeting and stuff. It's like, oh, these cool yeah. little things. It's like, this is actually a, a, a major skill of this guy that we're uncovering here. Yeah, where does that come from? Like, well, why why is Bruce Wayne a great detective? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. glad that we didn't spend 20 minutes watching him, like, go to detective school in college or anything. <laughs> like, forensics <laughs> class. Oh, right, okay. right, right, right. Super cool. Yeah, okay. Gotta make sure you look for the little details. <laughs> What's the motive? Um... Yeah, I. Uh, what well, What's funny about this? I. So where does this rank for you? I mean, number two, right behind Dark Knight. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's more entertaining, especially from the villain element, than Batman Begins, which used to be number two for me. Uh, I think it's. I I've started to lose my passions for the tim burton stuff it was really fun and cool but as we continue to drive more and more towards realism i i am it's hard to go back yeah to it's those, hard to, yeah. it's hard to look because they were so commercial in different ways but i think it's and obviously like you can pre completely discredit like a lot of the stuff that came after the bat uh the tim Joe burton stuff. stuff yeah right. so it's like so pretty much like it's it's dark knight for me first and then i would put this second i think that. The, even the, what they did with the Catwoman and how practical she was, yeah, right, and even just her mask and how it was like just something that she would cut she up. She was a literal cat burglar. Yeah, like I think I that was, was cool. good. I thought that was handled really well. I I thought that the relationships that I we got a lot of John Turturro, which I was not expecting, mm -hmm. uh, but I thought he was actually very menacing and and was done really well. I I thought and I just I to me it's it's number 2 above Batman Begins cuz there was so much exposition trying to inform how Batman became Batman. And he adopted the dark. You really adopted the dark. Um I was molded by it. This uh well cuz they've already spun off the penguin into an HBO series. So like this is going to be it's going to this whole new world building. Oh, uh, they're going to do that kinda, move. 
Yeah. So wait, Colin um, Farrell's gonna play an HBO Penguin. He's gonna be on the Penguin in HBO. Yeah, I think it's like it's kind of like an origin story of, of that character, his like rise. Because ah, I guess in, in the next movie, I assume he takes over the, you know, that that mafia family or crime syndicate, I should say, right? Yeah, because uh, the, the he, Batman even labels that it's going to be an opportunity for people. People are going to find opportunities to rise up and be even shittier. Yeah, exactly. It's like what martial law and that, you know, the, the police department is completely discredited and, and pretty much blown up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the, the the conversation between, you know, Dark Knight and people are comparing it to it, I, I think is it's like, I mean, you pump your brakes. It's like, you know, Stafford to the Hall of Fame talk yeah. already. But um, it what's cool what i the dark knight is not a very dark movie um there's a lot of scenes in broad daylight and i i kind of you, you don't really think about it but batman should take place mostly at night and this movie definitely does and it was kind of striking like oh wow yeah we we haven't really got a super dark batman that makes no sense yeah um so it was definitely cool the way that they went with it I, I'm a, and it's pretty amazing that you know, with such a, um, a a careful property, so you know this this IP that they allowed this guy Matt Reeves, who Cloverfield, the Rocks. and then the Planet of the Apes movies, um, yeah. So he did a get a did a great job with this, and I, it's really cool that they they let him go for it. Yeah, he's um, been doing a lot of this where he takes these kind of big concept movies, which could get really cartoonish and commercial and he grounds them and makes them <laughs> more art housey which i think he did that with the planet of the apes stuff and he's doing it here and, and i appreciated it i think he's a, he's a great custodian of existing property that's a you really know? good way to phrase it yeah like like shit people really care about he does a good job of of bringing a, a different take but also be, being being careful not to fuck it up i guess yeah. which you think about something like uh, the Predator franchise and how many people have taken swings and, and just how terrible all those movies Yeah, he's got to go back and redo all these franchises now. I hope <laughs> yeah, he has a pretty, yeah, right? I hope he doesn't have a family he needs to see because we need him to fix some of these other properties that we like. What did you think about the car chase? Because I had some problems yeah. with it. Um, yeah, that's definitely like the, the big spectacle. It's, you know, where, where they kind of go more digital effects there. And, and that's why I prefer lo- Dark Knight because the stuff that they were doing in terms of those big practical. set pieces were more memorable than that chase was. Yeah. I mean, that's again, why Dark Knight sets itself above where this, the car chase, it felt, it, it felt like I'm, I'm reading a comic book, right? You're just, you're flashing through it. It's everything's kind of blurry and all yeah. the different sort of. No idea Parts about the scale. I was like, "Where are we doing? What are the tactics?" Okay, now he's doing that because why? All right, well, he's gonna jump this thing. I just, I didn't get an idea of like what was happening in because it was the, the editing was so, yeah, jolted, and um, it it looked cool. It was it was kind of effective in terms of like, you know, showing the fear of the penguin and uh, like, oh fuck, like this guy's like pretty badass and mm-hmm. uh, the the Batmobile it was pretty cool, I guess. And that's a problem I had with Dark Knight, like that tumbler was just kind of like yeah, this yeah. ridiculous tankish thing. Um, yeah, definitely prefer the more practical car chase and like that the whole set pieces in in a, in a movie like The Dark Knight. And here it was much more cartoon action. Um, but I guess I didn't mind it. I mean, it it was. They didn't really focus on, on big set piece action stunt stuff. It, it was, was much more character of, focused. Yeah. yeah. And I, honestly, I didn't mind it. Um, 
it, it, you know, it looked cool and w- was kind of effective. Did you connect with the third act? So like Riddler's big plan and that disaster blow out the levees element? Sure. I mean, I, cause up until that point, it was, it was, did such a good job of like, you know, airing this dirty laundry of the police department. And then the, the whole, mm-hmm. the, the big plan is to uh, flood the city. Everyone comes into the, you know, the, the Madison square garden basically. And then they just start sniping the new mayor and, and anyone else. It felt a little, uh, they, I, I kind of lost the plot just a little bit because up until then it was so specific on, these people are corrupt. Let's take them down for good reasons, mm-hmm. and then let's just start shooting every, anybody now. I, that didn't really. Yeah, uh, it was so obviously like the Riddler goons are just there to hurt people because they've been hurt, and yeah. they really wanted that moment where the unmasking of the Riddler villain. I we are vengeance. Oh, okay. Like they really wanted that, and I think that played really nicely. But yeah, that that like jump to now we're just taking out anyone and everyone because this system has fucked us so many times that was that was an interesting bridge i guess but i i that was the part where i kind of lost interest until that line was was made i was like okay now we're all in madison square garden or whatever the gotham equivalent to that is gotham garden, gotham garden. Yeah. i was like uh, i act three to me i was starting to lose interest because i was much more invested in that the riddler conspiracy stuff yeah, I, I, the the character build up to that point, the stuff with uh, Catwoman and her her dad, and I, I wanted to see more Penguin, and uh, I I kind of got less and less interested in in the Riddler once once he was jailed and then his plan was in place. It was just you know, and again, not to draw too many com- parallels, but it's tough not you know, to. But yeah, the third act of Dark Knight was so much more interesting, mm-hmm. and like because the Joker is just so so much more interesting, or um. I think that was more effective in terms of how he was, you know, the, the impossible decision of like who, you know, blow, do I, do we blow up the other boat or do we, mm-hmm. they're going to blow us up. And that, that, I think that tension just worked way better. Um, I always thought Christian Bale was kind of a better Bruce Wayne than Batman. Um, but how do you think Robert Panson st- stacks up? I really liked him. I thought, yeah. I thought he, he fits it, and, and me and you are big fans of what he's been doing recently in his career. I think he's made a lot of bold career choices. Yeah, I think he awesome. I think he fits this really well. Like, I think all the people that dick around with the Twilight jokes are just fucking dumb. Like, I think it's really short-sighted. I, I really think he looks the part well. Mm-hmm. He's... Great jawline. Great jawline. Fantastic jaw. Yeah. He does well with... Because this was the least talkative Batman. Like, he, like we mm-hmm. said, like that recluse element like he he does not and they didn't there's no jokes there's no like quippy one-liners or any like yeah. bits with like russian ballets and, and him and alfred like it's very Kapow, it's very zap. quiet yeah and he's he's doing a lot with a look like when he's walking mm. that um when he's walking the funeral and he's just kind of like looking at people like there's he's he's asked to do a lot just emoting without words and i think he yeah he did that really well actually yeah, uh, I, I'm, you know, uh, I'm loath to promote yet another uh, movie ticket sales sucking uh, black hole uh, uh, multiverse. Uh. <laughs> but, but you know, I, I kind of like this because it's contained. It, like, not everything is a cog in some other movie down the road. This is a cool sort of, let's build this out from this little this Gotham world we have and let... It doesn't have to connect to some multiverse universe crap. Exactly. Um, so. 
so I, I, I think Patterson was well. I think the what I would have liked instead of that disaster act three was more time with Alfred. I think if you get Andy Serkis, oh, yeah. who's a really cool actor, I think he was very much discarded in this movie. He spent yeah, a lot. Yeah, that's cool. And I actually think that was the worst scene in the movie was Bruce's conversation with Alfred in the hospital. I yeah. did like that that conversation and some of the light that the Riddler shed on that the Waynes weren't squeaky clean. Because like in every that other iteration, cool, yeah. every other iteration, like his dad is a saint, his mom is a saint. To like have her mom have having been like uh, in Arkham for mental health, and then having his dad like do some cover, like make some bad decisions. He's still not a, he's not an evil man, but like he made some mistakes, and Bruce is kind of paying for some of them. I thought that that was kind of a cool twist, but I hated that scene. It was so dull, and I just think they mm-hmm. could have done a lot more with Alfred. That was that was a criticism I had. I did like building up the backstory of the Waynes. They're they're it's you know like the Rockefellers. Like no no great um, uh, wealth uh, is obtained without committing some sort of a crime. Yeah, yeah. I feel like so you know like succession. You know these these big family, the Murdochs. The you know name them. Uh, the, the these generational wealths. Um, yeah. These big conglomerates. Typically, you're gonna that, get a a little dirty. Yeah, there's there's some dirt on your hands acquiring wealth like yeah. that on that scale. So yeah, the what so Wayne Enterprises the uh, what exactly was it that they they had set up a fund uh, for like an orphanage right? But then when they were murdered, that the fund Gotham was, Promise uh, yeah got uh, and then yeah, the a lot of the a lot of the a lot of that fund ended up getting into the wrong hands of like corrupt mobsters and then it was yeah. like used to obviously further deprive the city and, and also not go to the people that desperately needed it so a, an unfulfilled promise a lie of a promise which is that no more lies and all that and it, it really you know and then it's taking down all the people that played a part in that i thought that the peter skarsgård bit with the da i thought that was done so well like i thought that 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 scene with the collar the almost like the the saw type of a scene yeah, very saw. And then we also get like a guy's face eaten by gerbils or something. Yeah, that was pretty that. gnarly. Yeah. They didn't really I mean, they didn't the really police show commissioner. it. They just kind of alluded to it. But yeah, that was pretty gnarly for sure. I think it was rats. Uh, very very but... yeah, saw uh saw 7 again. That uh Yeah, I liked it they they it got dark. Uh again, that's just yeah. probably my my biggest takeaway. Um I thought the score was I mean, solid. Yeah, yeah. I actually want to go back and revisit that because people have been talking that up quite a bit. Um, I want to, and, and yeah, a lot of lot of uh, Radiohead. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, emo Batman listens to Radiohead. A little bread humor for you. Um, yeah, sweet. I'm excited for that Penguin uh, show on HBO. I think I just I want to see more Colin Farrell, so I'm kind of into that. Um, could be like a Mandalorian esque yeah. spinoff show, but there you go. Anyway, uh, hopefully we, we, we'll get more of these. You know, I, I guess they'll, they'll probably give Matt Reeves his trilogy based on the success there of this. There we go. So. Well, Matt Hayes likes a superhero movie, everybody. I know, right? Well, he didn't even get to the, the Joker uh, at the yeah, end, well, right? The little tease of the Joker. Yeah. You know, I, I could have done without that, actually. But Yeah, I thought it was a little cheap. And uh, it, he kind of looked like, like a rat-faced guy. <laughs> Although the, the actor who was in, what, uh, killing of a sacred deer was really creepy. In that yeah, movie. I think Colin so Farrell's given given a little love to his boy there, giving him an opportunity. So, mm-hmm. yeah, big time. But yeah, so that's that's obviously the next one. There, you know, there's going to be 
uh, we're gonna get a Joker uh, in in and Robert Pattinson movie. But yeah, we'll see where that goes. But great. Well, this was fun. Thank you guys yeah, for listening. Please don't forget to smash the subscribe button. Wash your hands. Stay safe. And we'll see you down the road. And in the rain. In the rain. See you guys later. <laughs> Bye. Bye.